The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Our shapeshifter this evening is Catherine Young. What does Catherine Young do? Well, Catherine Young is the founder of Think Room Consulting. And then I delved deeper into her CV and I wondered to myself, my goodness me, this is the busiest person since Enoch Gorongwana during the budget speech. Um, She has worked in consulting for a long time. She has created businesses. She has helped businesses grow. She is a shareholder in Grindstone. It's part of Knife Capital, which she's joined as a partner. Previously, she's worked at places like SAP, at ShopRite and Deloitte. Um, She's also founded the SME development company Think Room. She did that a decade ago, and from that there have been a whole bunch of offshoots as well. Uh, Catherine Young, please help me summarize. What is the world of Catherine Young? It sounds busy. It sounds like a whole bunch of fun, but how do you describe yourself to a room of, I don't know, 12-year-olds? Bruce, I'm just tired of listening to that. <laughs> it's um, I'm Catherine Young. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's um, It really is. I think um, I'm in perpetual movement all the time. It energizes me. And truly really what drives me is really, truthfully, from the bottom of my heart, just this thing about entrepreneurship. I, 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 I stumbled across it probably 15 or so years ago. I was still in corporate. And I thought, you know, we onto something here. This could really change the future at that stage. I thought of our beautiful country, South Africa, and, and now it's just Africa. And it feels like even the world. I mean, we can change, as um, you know, if you help these entrepreneurs. So, so that is who I am. And it does make me tired, but, but I'm never tired at the moment, to be honest. So what is your job? I mean, what you, you, you describe yourself as an SME ecosystem influencer. My goodness me. I'm exhausted after saying that, and you've got to say it a hundred times a day. <laughs> uh, when it comes to um, entrepreneurship development, all of the things that you do do on a regular basis, what is yeah. the, the, the intervention that you bring to help small businesses? Yeah, fantastic. So um, I think the we call it the ecosystem, and it's probably a cliche in itself, the word. But in South Africa specifically, really, our, our ecosystem is small. I mean, depending on who you ask and how they measure it, we could say, and whether they're bankable or not bankable entrepreneurs, we could say anything between 1.8 to 2.6 million um, small businesses, some of them micro, some of them medium, some of them larger. But really, it, it started quite a number of years ago where um, I was still in corporate um, I, I really, in the beginning, learned just um, how to get grit. I worked with ShopRite right in the beginning of my corporate career, and and I still remember to this day. I wonder if if White Ibison will remember this. I was a store manager in the small store in Plettenberg Bay at the time, and I remember him walking in one. It must have been a December or an April. I, I'm not sure, but it was a it was a holiday time. He walked in. We were really busy, and I was young and absolutely inexperienced and trying to strut my stuff, store manager of, of the of the store in Plettenberg Bay. And I remember him walking in and it was busy and he said to me, hey, Catherine, or he didn't even know my name at the time. He said, um, you know, the, <laughs> your shelves aren't cool enough. And I said, Mr. Passon, you know what? You can help me pack them. And really, that's where it started. And I really learned grit. <laughs> I really learned grit, real grit from um, from 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 my first beginnings in in business, and and, and Shoprite taught me that. And then um, from there, I was um, I moved on to Chevron at the time, and we had 
I think it was, I speak on the correction, was 1,200 or 1,300 service stations. And many of those at the time were going onto a franchise model. And at that stage, Bruce, I just thought, gee, whiskers, this is, this is something different. I love it. I absolutely love the energy that these entrepreneurs have. They fight the, they want to get on with it, and, and, and they're creating jobs. At the time, I didn't have the narrative for it, but, but today I understand what I, what I thought. And then from there, um, really my, my career just, I always tried to find the corporate jobs where I could work with entrepreneurs. And then, you know, like many of us do, you take that big plunge, and that was about 10 years ago. Um, where I then started, uh, or just um, 10 years ago, where I started Synchrom Consulting. And it really was only to enable these entrepreneurship programs. I remember going home that night to my husband and saying, listen, I may not earn money for a while, but trust me. <laughs> and, um, and that's where it started. And, we, and, we just, and, I, and I just started the business from there. Was blessed enough uh, on one of the projects to meet Kiet on Sale at the time from Life Capital. I'm sure you know Kiet. Oh, yeah. And um, and I just and we clicked, we clicked, and um, and I can still remember. Now I can say it. My client didn't know it at the time, but there was a client who um, who wanted a program from me on the Synchrom side to develop tech entrepreneurs. And at the time, I just literally did not have the program or the wherewithal or the knowledge to to do this. So I called up Kiet and I said, "Hey, how about I buy fifty percent of Grindstone? I have no money to do so, but we'll make a plan." And he giggled and he said, "Let's make let's make a plan." And and from there, it, it's just been a fantastic opportunity to work with some of the best startups in in the country, really, and and in Africa. And um, then then got involved with um, with with Knight Capital, uh, procured half of, of Grindstone and yet and um, and Eben and Andrea at the time. We we really just built out the Grindstone business. And now we've we've graduated over, I think, 160, 170 companies in Grindstone, proper alumni companies. Um, they, in my mind, they're all rock stars. And then from there, we started to fund kids very well versed oh, with given with um, and the I rest mean, of the partners. The sense I get... The sense I get from you, Catherine, is that you you live what your clients live each and every single day. You fake it until you make it. You call in favors. You make a plan. You stick things together with bubble gum and sticky tape, just like ESCOM does each and every single day, although they're not supposed to do that. Um, But in in the startup world, you (laughs) truly are grinding, as Grindstone suggests, each and every single day, simply to survive and and, and to make it happen. What gave you the confidence in 2014 that this was an an area, that's the word I was looking for, an area in which you could make money? Mm. If it's not me, then who? If it's not now, then when? You know, and it's—I know it's okay. a cliche, but it's—it's just—I just—I just thought um, um, if if we could all, we have a slogan in Synchrom that says, uh, "Changing changing Africa one one entrepreneur at a time." And at the time, it was quite naive, but it but the confidence really was um, seeing this couple of successful entrepreneurs at the time in my in my corporate career and being so enthused by that and seeing how. How they've just changed lives, you know, at a micro level, at a media level, and now as we work with the companies that are a little bit bigger in Grindstone. I mean, if, if we look at Grindstone, if I can give you an idea, um, it's just over two billion rand 
that we've now been able to help the grindstone alumni companies with in third-party capital um, since they've graduated from the program. And of course, I'm not saying the program's the only reason of their success, but that was one of the enablers. So it's about that. And when you see that type of money starting to be capitalized in these businesses, and you see the job creation opportunities, and you truly see how they are starting to make money, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that. And, and it's fulfilling. And both, as you say, by God's grace, and sometimes we will make our own money too, you know, but it really is fulfilling to see how they're adding back to the country and the continent. We're talking this evening to Catherine Young, the founder of Think Room Consulting, helping entrepreneurs across Africa get started, build their businesses, grow those enterprises, and ultimately create jobs and pay taxes. More with Catherine Young in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Our shapeshifter, Catherine Young, founder of Think Room Consulting. So how do you have a business that consults to small and medium enterprises? Typically, these are not businesses with great budgets. These are not businesses that have got massive budgets to entertain outside influence. How does that process work, Catherine? Yeah, I I really love this question, actually, Bruce. So so really, and you spot on the business model of, how um, small businesses get support. I mean, it really is difficult for the small businesses. They don't have the money. Depending on the life stage of where they're at, especially when they're in the first stage or two, we, you know, they've just ideated, they now have the idea together and they're trying to get um, to the next level of just building this product or the service or the solution. That's difficult. They don't have the money. And, and, um, and, and this is the exact gap in, in the country and actually uh, Africa and, and, and a bit broader. But if I speak South Africa and Africa specifically, this gap, it's, it's before, it's before the VCs can come. It's before we can come in with, 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 with series A, nice capital money as an example. But you have this gap where they need somebody to believe in them enough to fund them, um, but, but they don't. So what we what we do, you have a number of corporates, um, if I just speak South Africa specifically, who truly are serious about um, empowering the entrepreneurs, understanding that triple B, double E is not a tick box exercise, but understanding that it actually can help their supply chains in a way that they need to um, to go. So what we do is we work with a lot of corporates. Um, we work with a lot of corporates who don't necessarily only have ESD, like in enterprise supply development programs, but they have programs that they want to develop entrepreneurs. And then typically we the, the, the corporate is, is usually our client. It's a B2B relationship. And the startups or the SMEs, depending on the, if they take or not take, they are the beneficiaries. And then as you go up the value chain, it gets a little bit easier. Once they have that product market fit, they can show that the product will work or the service will work. Then it's still not easy, but the money starts unlocking a little bit because we prepare them. So really, we work a lot with corporate partners, with development agencies, um, and the like to help us to build programs to support these startups and SMEs. Um, it's wonderful. So basically, the bills get paid by people who want to do good into an ecosystem, um, where, of course, everyone understands that SMEs are absolutely critical. I mean, De Beers was once an SME, believe it or not, so was Anglo-American. Yes. Uh, and it's kind of impossible yes. to think of a world where those were startups. They were, I mean, they, they were funded with all, you know, in all kinds of weird and wonderful ways, but everybody needed help to get started. You know, Ernest Oppenheimer didn't do it, you know, just writing, taking out the family checkbook. 
Facebook, the Oppenheimers weren't super wealthy at that particular point. He would have got support from mining families in those days, for example. It's kind of taking that idea and putting it into a, a commercial framework. That's exactly right. You know, we have a saying in the, in you know, every industry has its little cliches and its little sayings. And we have a saying um, in this particular industry, um, Will Green, who works with us from time to time, he, he coined this phrase, it takes an ecosystem to build a startup. And I absolutely love that. And, and it's true. You know, it's almost like there's a number of us as players, both accelerators, ecosystem developers, funds in the market. And our startup ecosystem as SMEs and startups are not that big in the country. And, you know, there's such a heavy responsibility on us to make sure that if the startup comes comes our way in Grindstone, as an example, and they're not quite yet ready for the next level of funding, when you pass the baton over to the next company, entity, fund that will support that startup, that you've done well by that startup, that you that you pass that baton on with the responsibility in mind that you have to help that startup. On the other side of the coin, I just have to mention this, there are also startups, right, that 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 would go some way and then stop, and then you have ways to work with that. But, but the point is, as an ecosystem, we all start somewhere small. It's like that saying, it reminds me of the saying um, of, of the, the, the first founders of Twitter. He said, the best overnight success ever takes about nine years, right? And, th- and that's it. And we all have that responsibility yeah. to drive these startups forward. You've, you've helped 170 companies sort of go through your process and graduate, if you like. It must be hugely fulfilling to do that. But we need a thousand Catherine Youngs helping 170 startups. And I think that is one of the big problems. And, you know, I don't think there's any shortage of talent, desire, will and um, lots of people who want an opportunity to succeed who simply, you know, can't get through the door or don't, you know, don't tick the boxes that are needed. We need a lot more than the scratching the surface that we're doing at the moment in terms of the sector. Yeah, absolutely. We launched a, actually, believe it or not, we launched a product actually just last week, um, which is a learner management system. And, and truthfully, it's, it's another one of those products where it's about building startups. So it's an LMS, it's a learner management uh, system where short videos it's like I think we've got 160 or 170 videos on there of experts that can just talk about anything from strategy to marketing to sales to how do you find funding um, and we're just distributing this to to all the startups who want to learn and it's all the way through from when they're just starting all the way through to those who are mature but we have to build this in a sustainable way that um, we can massify the impact you're absolutely right so from so what we've done and and this is why I love the partnership that I'm in with 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 knife specifically so we're, if I can almost say like in our business, and we have this with loads of other ecosystem players that we work with, in our business, Thinkubate, which is our LMS, maybe touches on the earlier stage. Thinkroom then takes them to the next level. We then hand them over to Grindstone. We then hand them on to Knife. And we work them through the whole value chain because you, you pass that pattern. You, you don't teach the startup the same thing over and over. And by that, through that value chain, I would say to you, we've maybe, and we've been at it for 10 years, We've maybe touched, um, I did the count the other day, probably light touch all the way to heavy touch, 25,000 
startups, that's still not enough. So my appeal really is for, as an ecosystem, we have to just get really clever around how we are much more um, succinct with our interventions and succinct with, 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 with how we get these startups, both customers and money. You know, I always say you don't only need funding for the sake of funding. A customer is also a way of funding. So imagine if we can get Imagine if we can get corporate South Africa to truly just say, let's incorporate X percentage of these smaller businesses into our business from a supply chain point of view. Imagine what that can do. So this is on all of us. You know, it's not just the ecosystem players that need to fix this. We, we can fix this together. And it's actually not that difficult if we eat this elephant a bite at a time. It's a massively exciting space. It's a massively necessary space. I Again, government today in the budget says, you know, it's putting X billion into job creation. And I wish, and I think it was Clem Sunter who said it years ago, can we stop trying to create jobs and let's just help businesses start? Because then the jobs follow. 100%. 100%. The, the statistics are very clear. You know, if you, uh, we've just finished our programs for the year. We did the tallies uh, just a week ago. And the average jobs that you create, if you truly engage in developing a startup, you, you look at anything between 3 and 5%. Granted, depending on how you count that job, whether it's a temporary job or a permanent job, we can get into those details in a different discussion. But create the help the startups and they create the jobs. I so agree with you. Catherine Young, thank you very much for joining us this evening. The founder at Think Room Consulting and so much more. She's had a remarkably busy career and she's not planning to slow it down anytime soon. Catherine Young, thank you for joining us on The Money Show.